the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact Opposite. Speaking of way less time, we got uh, the lovely Ramon and B. Speaking sign- of way less money as well. Yeah, so there is that. Uh, now, we have a guest today, don't we? We do. We're excited. We have Not only do we have Ramon B., we have Sergio B. He's been on before. Sergio oh, yes. from Canada. I'm here. How are you, Sergio? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, we like to start with the headlines of the day. Do we really, though? Yeah, we do. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this, but the federal government, our friends at the Mm -hmm. federal government, have now suspended funding of the Wuhan lab. Wow, that was quick, huh? (laughs) That's... They got right to it. Oh, that's group of savvy, motivated personnel. So, Sergio, how are you doing, man? Speaking of savvy. I'm doing, I'm doing great. You know, weather's beautiful uh, over here in Canada, in Toronto. So trying to enjoy this beautiful summer while it lasts because pretty soon we'll be knee-deep in snow. Now, uh, we'll be knee-deep in something on this podcast, but it won't mm. be snow. Won't be sunshiny. <laughs> Not unless Hunter Biden comes in. See what I did there? I see what you. <laughs> oh, I saw it from a mile oh, away. You saw that one coming down Fifth Avenue. Now, uh, Sergio was famous. You know, the podcast made Sergio famous. Oh wow! He went to a what kind of convention? Did you go to? Uh, so it's called Realtor Quest, and it is uh, a real estate uh, convention show for all the realtors in the Toronto and surrounding area, mm-hmm. and. I actually had an individual come up to me, saw my name badge, and say, hey, I know you. You were on that guy's show. <laughs> Did you now, believe that? You, Bob. <laughs> so we evidently have a third listener. Unfortunately, he said, oh, the Ramon B. show? Oh, well, yeah, bad. that's no, that's well, close fine. Enough. No, I'm happy to be your sidekick, really. It's, well, I think that'll happen someday. That's, that's awesome. Because I'm so Sir. old, I'm, I'll, I'm losing it. Oh, know? You, yeah. you still have it. No, I'm immature, so it makes up for the part where I'm That's old. what I meant. You still have it. Yeah, a lot of immaturity. I'm yes. younger than I am because Sir, I act stupid. But we've got a star like here with kids. us. Yeah, he's a star. Sergio. You're going to let it get to my head now. Oh, no. Listen, his head's big enough. Uh, that's why he can't fit in the studio. He has to call in. His head won't Did fit they enjoy the your podcast when you were on? Let's not ask any questions we don't want to hear the answer to. Fair enough. Uh, I, I think all in all, they did enjoy it. And 
to your point, I, I was actually quite surprised. You know, I, I really believe that I was probably only one of the few listeners that actually listened to right. the show. Right, that's what everybody was thinking, including <laughs> us. Yeah, we, I we had no idea. I'm sorry for asking. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Sergio had a question. He had an actual question, and he called at the exact wrong time. So now he's Absolutely. a victim, I mean, volunteer to be on the show. For a second time. He has not learned his lesson from the first time when he called it the wrong He's only trying to increase his fame out there in the podcast world. Can you blame him? When you call me on a... That's right. He wants more followers. Exactly. He wants more likes. I'm making a a mental and physical note. Never call on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday at 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 around 10 o'clock-ish. Of course, the so thing that fools people is we don't we don't change time zones. So that's we, right. Half the year we're on Pacific time, and the other half we're on Mountain time. Just don't tell anybody, and uh, they'll become a guest on the program. We're just uh, yeah. We'll just hide. That's right. That's how they'll we never do it. know. We switch it up a little, just yeah. a fool. And that's how we get guests. By the way, if you listen to the podcast and you'd like to call in. Uh, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810, and if you can make a fool of yourself like Sergio has done twice now. So, Sergio, you had a question about uh, – tell us about – you You called to complain. It, the, it, all learning starts with a complaint. You were talking this, about this, your life. Yeah, this is very true. So I was actually calling to complain. I was calling to actually ask you about how to properly take – Vacations. That's so right. Feeling very burnt out. And then sense. we figured out we are the same guy because I said I hate vacations. On the third yeah. day of any vacation, I think this is hell. I got to go back to my job where I know what I'm doing. I love it when you go on vacation. No, I know that. Yeah. That's a separate issue. That's not really vacation. I'm just out of town. Yeah. For me, it's a vacation. I know. I know. So uh, yeah, so we're 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 doing Ramon B a favor by skipping town now and then. So uh, and Sergio, you agreed with that, right? Vacations are hell. I I don't like it. something Mm-mm. about just sitting on a sandy beach, just looking at water all day long. That does not intrigue me at all. After about like ten minutes, <laughs> I already have the itch to get on the phone. Ramon Ramon looks at me like oh, looks sounds pretty good, right, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh, so awful. I have to stare out into the That's, ocean. What could and watch, be worse than yeah. staring at the ocean? Stupid seagulls above you. Ugh, awful. Now, I was just in Oregon on the coast, on the on the beach. Okay. And uh, I have a picture on my – did I show you the picture on my phone with all the, the – it was 150 sea lions, white sea lions no. laying on the rocks. No. Sunning themselves. Yeah. You sure those weren't tourists? No, those were sea okay. lions. No. They're, the tourists are fatter. <laughs> I was waiting for that That's one. How you can so you see how I teed that up there for uh, you? You really did. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that very much. So, uh, yeah. So you were you were saying you were uh, burnout? I think was the word you used. That's right. Yeah, you kind of getting to a point where I just feel like that. You know, mentally, I'm just not really in the game, so to speak. That was a subgroup uh, in high school. The burnouts. Remember. <laughs> So, so the uh, and then I said, "Oh, it's time for an assistant." That's that's correct. And, and then guess. you said, "I don't feel like I'm working as hard as I should be." And I go, "Oh, that's time for an assistant." 
Yeah. Yep, you, you hit the nail right on the head. So that is something that, um, you know, maybe it is time. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I wanted to call in and just kind of get your advice on that, how to properly do it, what the steps would be, and so on. So Let's I'm, start uh, with the math. Do we have a uh, math thing? Math, math is so much fun, so much fun for everyone. Math. Yeah, math. That gives me time to get my calculator out. That's why we do that. Okay, for those of you wondering why we waste our time with that crap, it's because I have to get my calculator out. Uh, so, Sergio, uh, what has been in the last twelve months your average sales price? We'll start with that. Uh, Nine hundred thousand. Nine hundred thousand. Okay. Now you're in Canada, where people charge money differently. Do you always charge seven percent and keep four? That's a yes or no question. No. What do you? What's your average? Uh, now you know there are fearless agents in Canada that do. I get nothing but heat on this. I'm gonna gonna, he's he's but, taking heat. He's taking incoming fire I'm now. Take, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, be honest. So I, I think that's the noble thing to do. Yeah. Um, six. Oh, okay. So six percent, and then do you give three to the cooperating agent when you take a list? Two and a half. So I keep three and a half. Oh, he's a chiseler. <laughs> I'm chiseler. <laughs> Well, I recommend that you give three to the cooperating agent, just so just so we're clear on that, which okay. might make you want to charge seven. So uh, now the average agent in your town charges how much total? Average agent? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that the average agent charges four. Okay. So you're 2% above them. So you're making way more. All right, so we're going to take 900000 Here comes the math. Oh, boy, this is the way to ice the crowd on radio. Nothing's like math on the radio. It's, it doesn't get any better than this. So if I'm going to take uh, 3%, uh, which is 27000 would be the gross close commissions-ish. The prices are going down. You mentioned the prices are going down in yeah. Canada as well as America. I think Canada yeah. just says, oh, if America's uh, economy's in the tank, we're going to do it too. They just want to be like us, I guess. So 27000 and then uh, that's the gross close commission on each transaction. So here's the question. If you were going to hire – and pay a salary, which is so ridiculous that uh, we won't even talk about paying it. There are no salaries in real estate. This is the commission industry. So uh, paying a salary to an assistant is completely out of the question. But let's say you were going to. And to get a full-time, which, meaning, which means willing to work any hours of the day that it takes to get the job done, like when you're out of town on your vacation that you hate for three days, uh, what would you have to pay this person per year? Uh, per year? Yeah. Um, I would say eighty to 100000 Okay. Well, we'll do ninety. Okay. Okay. That sounds right to me. So uh, you – so you'd ha- and they have to be licensed – because they have to do everything you do while you're out of town. So for those of you tuning in, the third person who's tuning in that went to that conference that saw Sergio, uh, you know, take your average sales price, which kind of dictates how much um, 
you know, different markets have different prices. So in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the average sales price would not be nine hundred; it might be four hundred or three hundred. Um, but but also the salary that a person would expect would be lower there also. So um, so you're going to take the, your gross close commission on three percent. Or whatever you charge. If you're not, if you're a fearless agent, you probably charge six or seven. Um, so you would take four percent of the nine hundred, which is twenty-seven. But whatever your your side tends to be, okay. So then uh, uh, we're going to take then take the the salary for your area. So in some towns that might be sixty thousand, it might be forty thousand, whatever the the salary is, and then we'll take the ninety the ninety thousand. Take the ninety thousand and divide it by twenty-seven thousand divided by, and that's three point three percent. Is that correct? You are icing the crowd. Is one percent so of ninety thousand? Yeah, thirty percent. So that's that. That seems a little steep. So we're going to go with twenty percent of the gross closed commissions on every transaction is how much you would pay. Okay. Okay. And by the way, if if you charged seven uh, percent and kept four, that would be about uh, that much more. Okay. It'd be the additional amount. So, so in a, in a market where the prices are insanely high and the gross close commissions are insanely high, it, you could you I could imagine paying an assistant as little as ten. Now, you may have helper monkey assistants that are paid less because they're part-time and they just – like I had a guy that uh, he was a social worker, which it was uh, – he had passion for, so therefore he was grossly underpaid. Anytime you have passion for your job, you're grossly underpaid. Am I right, Ramon B.? Oh, you're looking right at me, aren't you, when you say that? <laughs> so uh, if you have passion for your job, you're grossly underpaid. I'm so very that, passionate. But he Let's had a pickup truck, way. this guy. So do you have a pickup truck? Sure do. Sure. So uh, he would go and and he was handy and he would rekey the locks. If if the locks took more than one thing, he'd hang the sign rider. He'd you know haul away the garbage if there's garbage in the on the property maybe. And uh, so – he got paid a minimal amount, like let's say five percent or something like that, of the gross close. So the the assistant is going to be paid. Everybody should write this down. A the letter A percentage of the gross close commissions on every single deal with no deals accepted. Meaning, if you sold one of your rental properties, they would get paid whatever commission you took. You might not take a commission on that, but but if you did, they'd get paid. So no deals accepted because it was a family or some other weird thing like that. Uh, the other rule is they have to be licensed. So I would look – how many agents are in your location of Royal LePage? Uh, there's about 200. Well, there's there are failing agents in that location – that got into real estate, they are they are or could be full time. Uh, they're not willing to cold call and prospect, or they haven't, and they would be happier to have steady income as your assistant. And they know how to do everything, 
you know, in other words, they've been in the business for years and they know how to write a contract and put something in the MLS and do all the stuff. Correct? There are many agents like that probably. Well, I used to be one of them. So I would look oh. in that in your office and they're going to make more money as your assistant. They'll make $90,000 a year. Now, the other rule of thumb is they are going to do a deal themselves of their own now and then and they shouldn't have to pay you a percentage of those deals. So you're not looking to get in their pocket. They're they're going to be paid a percentage of your gross and you're not going to be paid a percentage of theirs, okay? They'd still have to split with Royal LePage, whatever they do. So that's how the finances would work out, okay? okay? Now, the job description, uh, your job description, Sergio, would be uh, we'll call these the P words, okay? There's prospecting, presenting, uh, excuse me, between, there's prospecting, preparing, there's presenting, and there's planning, okay? I'm writing these down myself so I don't forget because I'm so old. So you would be 100% accountable for and responsible for all of the prospecting, okay? And you're having an assistant so you can do even more of that. And you're kind of at the point where you like that better than going on the appointment now probably, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. yeah. So at some point, you know, going to the appointment, getting dressed up, going and and looking sharp and schlepping around it, that that it's it's exciting in the beginning, but it's like anything; it all becomes boring. But I would say the minute you get in your car, you just quit making money. So that's an expense. So all the money comes from prospecting. Uh, now that doesn't mean the assistant would never do any prospecting. It just means, of which is likely, they wouldn't at some point. But they'd be too busy. But it means you are completely responsible for that forever. So one of the mistakes that teams make is they delegate the prospecting to team members or assistants or, you know, the teams never really make sense to, to, to me. But uh, and then they no one ends up doing the prospecting. So then they do these lead buying platforms. They go to do a boomtown thing or something like that. Then nobody ends up calling those leads. And the teams never make any money as a result of that. And that includes the team leader. They don't make as much money as a, a, a guy like you who charges more money and than everybody else in, the, in their market. Is there anybody else in your office that charges as much as you for on a listing? No. Okay. No. So when, you when are I the – How much I charge, they're, they're floored. They're so out of 200 off. agents, you're the only one charging six. I believe so, yes. Okay, well, you might as well be the only one charging seven then. Okay. So number two P word is preparing. So that means doing the market analysis. What does CMA stand for again? Uh, You're going to make me say it? I'm going to make you say it. Country Music Awards. This makes him hate his job. <sighs> <laughs> I never tire of that. Okay. Not the joke. I tire of that. It's, but you hating your job is what I never tire of. Thank you. So then the uh, – I don't think you can delegate 
the CMA to another person. When I'm going to go on the listing appointment, I want to know where those numbers came from. I think that would be true for you, right, Serge? That's correct. And then presenting. So there are uh, different – these are the different presentations. So listing presentation, you would be responsible for doing almost all of those. Now, if you're on vacation, your assistant, he or she would do do them. You would be responsible for doing all of the pricing presentations or maybe a price reduction presentation if there's something like that necessary. And when was the last time you ever had to re- reduce a price? Quite honestly, I don't remember. Uh, That's because you're a fearless agent. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a few months. Okay. And then um, – <laughs> it's, it's not that he never did it. He just has a bad memory. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> he does it all the time. He just can't remember it. <laughs> okay. And then there's uh, – let's see. Where were we? Listing, pricing, FISBO presentation. You would be responsible for 100 percent of those. Then there's the buyer presentation you would do some of those. Your assistant could do most of those, maybe. And then there's the uh, investor presentation. You would do 100% of those. And then there's the contract presentations, and you would probably do most of those. Okay? Okay. And then planning really is what we're doing now. Okay? building the business, thinking of the next big thing, you know, something like that. So – and really for fearless agents, the next big thing is going back to basics and getting better at those. But like having an assistant, this is planning. So that's that. So um, the job – that's your job description. Then the assistant's job description would be every other single thing. Okay. Okay. So that would allow, for example, going to the property, getting the keys made, hanging the hanging the signs, and entering them into the MLS. Um, any anything that a uh, what do they call those people? The, co- the coordinators. What do they call them? At offices. What do they call them? I can't think of it. Something I can't think of any, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. So, yeah, coordinators, I guess. They're, they're, they're something coordinators. I forget what they call them. But any, anything that um, – uh, transaction coordinator. Thank you. Transaction coordinator would do – you're going to do that. You would stop paying for that through your office and, and your assistant would do a much better job. And then at some point, the assistant – now, when the assistant – the reason we're not paying them on a salary – is it keeps them from getting fired. If something happened to you, like let's say you were in a bad car accident, you were laid up for three months or something like that, the all the expenses have to go away, which is the assistant. They would get fired. So they could pick up the slack and start doing more and uh, and maybe while you're sick, you could adjust how the, the split that you pay them or something. But uh, it does keep them from getting fired. Conversely, when you do 
when you do way more business because you have an assistant, they get more busy, their job gets harder, and they automatically get a raise. So that's why you want to pay them a percentage of the gross close commissions on every transaction. So the reason you always pay them on the gross is because they don't have control over the net. The net is affected by uh, your split or, or you know, your uh, – which could change maybe – uh, your expenses, so they don't have control over that. But the the one thing that you know they can depend on is what the gross. Cl- so that way, if you discount your commission, you're gonna they're gonna take a hit. Uh, obvi- Sometimes you have to uh, write a check for hush money. You know what I'm talking about, right, Serge? Yeah. How much is it gonna take to shut you up? You know, get the quick quick draw holster with a checkbook in it, and you write a check. So they get. They get, you know, they would take a hit with you if they make a mistake. Uh, sometimes that ends up costing you money. They would take the hit on that, and so would you. So that that's just you know we're all in it together there. So I would refer to your assistant as a partner. Okay. Whenever I introduce my assistant, uh, you know, like I'd have, I had a partner, and. They would say, oh, your assistant called me and I'd say, no, no, she's not my assistant. She's my 50-50 partner, you know, or one of my they, – they'd say, oh, your – or one of my actual assistants would call and, and I'd say, well, they're not really my assistant. They're my partner. It just gives them more credit. So when the, when the assistant is telling my client what to do, they might not do it. But if my partner is telling them what to do, they probably would do it. They'd be more likely to. So you want to empower them to make decisions. Um, and my my friend um, Jimmy Pluff, he has, he has a management – he wrote a book called The Lazy Manager. But he ran a uh, very successful business that was in the uh, – they sold like first aid kits to you know warehouses and stuff like that. It was safety equipment. But he, he had this managing the assistant – you know, management style that that when somebody came in to ask him a question, they already had the answers to these three questions. And one was, uh, so what? The other one was, who cares? And the third one was, why are you bothering me with this? So they had to know the answer to those three questions before they ever talked to him. And they, they they didn't come in and talk to him that much. So you want to empower the assistant to just do everything. And again, they're a licensed agent uh, that was just earning way less than they should have been because of their inability or unwillingness to – or maybe they just had bad training. Not maybe. They had bad training. There's no doubt about that. So uh, – and then if if you – if they get swamped and you have to bring on another person – they might get paid out of their 20%. If they say, oh, I'm working too many hours and I need I need help, you know, if they get swamped, then you would bring on another assistant to help them. The assistant can have an assistant, but the assistant would pay them maybe. But they'd always be paid a percentage of the gross closed commissions. And, you know, I coach real estate company owners how to recruit producing agents. And if I was owning a real estate company 
everybody would be licensed. There is no way the receptionist would not have a real estate license. Everybody would be licensed. And I don't, I don't think companies really have receptionists anymore but that commonly, but some of them do. Big companies do. But I would make sure they were licensed and they also would be paid a percentage of the gross close commissions on every deal. So if there's bad times, they participate in the bad times. If there's good times, they get a raise. And that way it's uh, more like – then they're, they're incentivized to refer business to the company. You know, it just makes sense. So let me ask you this. Should the assistant be physically present in the office or yeah. can they work remotely? Well, it, it, they can work remotely. But it would make sense that they were there. There's something about being able to turn around in your chair and saying, hey, take this, do that. You know, can you go pick up my dry cleaning? Anything, you know, anything to keep you from getting in the car. You know, you have to eat lunch. But you don't necessarily have to go pick up your dry cleaning. Gotcha. Uh, uh, you don't do a lot of dry cleaning, do you, Ramon? I do not. <laughs> Believe me. I had a feeling that Ramon yeah. is not going to be seen down at Prestige Cleaners anytime soon. Oh, no. My clothing does not come in a plastic <laughs> bag hung on a hanger. Even but when it's new. Even when it's new. Yeah, he's down who at the said, thrift shop. Wait a minute. Who said it's new? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that thrift shop look. Uh, what other questions do you have about, about that, Sergio? Um, so... I don't think I have – I mean, you covered quite a bit. Let's do a shameless plug then while you think. Sure. Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. Uh, If anything that uh, we talk about here on the big podcast makes any sense to you whatsoever and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were. And Sergio, you were that guy once, weren't you? I definitely was. And you were open to the idea of having some help, true? Absolutely. And then you called me out of the blue, I believe, didn't you? I sure did. And if somebody was thinking about uh, doing fearless agent coaching, what would you tell them? Well, I would tell them don't even think about it. Just pick up the phone, talk to you, and I'm sure that once they finish speaking with you, there's no way that they can say that what you say does not make sense. And then take out their wallet, give them your credit card number, and just Start learning and and just make it happen. I mean, it's uh, the best thing that I definitely ever did. Now, they can can call me anytime like you do at 480-385-8810. And how would you say it's different than all the other coaching programs? It's obviously the opposite of all the others. But have you ever been in another coaching program? I I have not, but I... Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I... I really believe that you truly teach real sales, if that makes sense. Um, well, there's people in your skills, office that are in other coaching programs, I'm sure. They are, yes. There, there are quite a few that are in other coaching programs that um, are not nearly as successful. And you're the only one that charges 6%. That's Out correct. of 200 people, so that tells you how it's different. So what we, what we want to do is... Uh, you know, when I do a complimentary coaching call with somebody, 
I never close them at the end. There's none of that. Nobody ever follows up and says, oh, you're an idiot if you don't sign up like they do at Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, and Brian Buffini and all those other crazy people. So there is no high pressure because uh, we want it to be a good fit for you. So you'll know. At the end of our coaching call, you'll know if it's a good fit. I'll tell you if I think it's a good fit for you. Uh, and many times I don't think it's a good fit, and I'll, I'll tell you that too if that's the case. But um, again, just give me a call. And also go to fearlessagent.com up in the banner on the right-hand side. Watch the webinar. Uh, did you watch that? Do you remember doing that? I, I did, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that gives you a pretty good idea of what we're about. And then uh, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv, which is our videos, and then subscribe to – uh, this podcast at fearlessagentpodcast.com and then tell your friends about it. So if you have uh, uh, the ability to email the agents in your office, you know, uh, get them to watch the, the webinar and that will that will help them and help more people. And um, the more fearless agents there are in a real estate office, the more easy it is to be a fearless agent too because more people think like you because we think the opposite of all the other agents, so that makes it helpful. So any other questions you can think of, Ramon, or um, Sergio? Um, off the top of my head, not really. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have left on the big show. As much but, as you want. Well, you know, I guess one of the things that would be a nice uh, refresher maybe would be um, follow-up and follow-up calls. And the right words to say when we're let's do that on the next show. Let's do that. Perfect. We'll hold it. We'll we're gonna now, on the next show. What we do is we pretend a whole week has gone by. That's fake. Do people know that? No. Oh, I just let you the cat just, out of the bag. Oh, Theater of All the cats, mind. By the Have way, you... should be in a bag. I, I agree on that. That's one thing. Do you own a cat? No. I, <laughs> no, no. I... Do you? Sergio? No, no, I, no. I, I'm not a big fan of cats. He's a dog person. I'm a dog person. I'm a dog person. All right. I wasn't even a dog person until I got a dog. I got hoodwinked into buying a dog. All right, Sergio, we're going to plug you. you can, if you uh, want to send business to Toronto, Canada, you can call Sergio. At, he's famous there, evidently. You can call him at 647-300-3800. Is that correct, Sergio? Absolutely. All right. He's going to be even more famous because we're holding him over until next, next week. week. We're doing the air quotes. You can't see it on the radio. Boy, the oh air boy. quotes only work on TV. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So until next week, until <laughs> see what I did there. Until next week, uh, I want to thank all of you joining us today. Please do again visit us at fearlessagent.com. Oh, by the way, if you're an owner of a real estate company and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you'd uh, be open to the idea of having some help with that, you can call me directly at 480-385-8810. After you've watched a video uh, at fearlessagentrecruiting.com, and then please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. And until next week, do it with, until next week, do what we always do. Have fun. Be humble. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Right. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.